Thank you for joining our podcast. We hope that this message will both teach and encourage you. Here's today's message. We're just going to get right into the the word. I was thinking about and praying about what to speak on today, and and the words "finish strong" kept coming to my mind. Finish strong, and it really came from a trip that Brian and I took um, recently. And I told him during the midst of that trip, there was a message in this, <laughs> so I already knew I was going to use it. But usually, I don't do a lot of points. Usually, I just do like four. Well, today I have seven. So some of you are probably thinking, oh, good grief. And pastor's like, yes, she's got seven points. She's learned something from me. <laughs> so, but you also know I'm not very long-winded, so it's not going to be like forever. I did want to review, though, um, some of what pastor has been preaching on lately. He's talked about consecration, devotion, addiction, and how we always think that word addiction is a bad thing. And how really it's a good, it depends on what you're addicted to. If you're addicted to God and the things of God and healthy living and all of those things, prayer, it's, it's a good thing. If you're addicted to drugs or alcohol, well, then it's a bad thing. But we want to be addicted to the good. And so it leads to something powerful. He gave us four features of the best addiction, and that is doctrine, fellowship, breaking of bread, and prayer. Those are our four features of the best addiction. And then last week, he talked about grace events. We talked about grace events and how grace events open the door for more grace events. When you um, recognize these grace events, when you know that they're coming, you realize and you move in them, then you tend to have more and more of them. And then he asked the question, how can we trust God more and move into a swarm of grace events? And I think one way of doing that is keeping our head in the game. Now, I'm not a big sports person, but I know some of you fellas and even ladies are. Have you ever watched a game and you hear the announcer say, his head's just not in the game. He's making stupid moves. He's not going the way he's supposed to go. You know, it looks like the whole play's going to the right. He's going to the left. You know, his head is not in the game. I was in marching band in high school, and if... Everybody was going one way to make a formation, and you turned the wrong way. It was obvious your head wasn't in the game. You were not paying attention, and you could mess up the whole thing. So we have to keep our head in the game. So the Christian walk is really a race or a journey, and a race or a journey requires motion. It requires movement. It requires moving ahead and going, action. You cannot stand still in a race. It's impossible. You're not even in the the race if you're just standing there. So you've got to move and you've got to, it's work sometimes. Sometimes our Christian walk is work. The Christian journey is work. Sometimes it's not easy. Sometimes it is, but sometimes it's not. But the prize we get is heaven. So how do we get there? You know, Hebrews 11 talks all about that, Great people of faith. talks about Abraham. It talks about Gideon. It talks about Rahab. All these people who were just pillars of faith. And they, they believed in God. They had faith in God. They may not have even seen what they were praying for. But they knew it was going to happen because God was going to do it for them. <clears throat> they believed in it. 
But we're going to move right on to chapter 12, which is right after that chapter. And it says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. Doesn't sin easily entangle us a lot of times? And let us run with perseverance. Perseverance, you keep going, you don't stop, you keep. It says, and run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and the perfecter of faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. So the first point is get rid of anything that would hinder you. Anything. So let's think about this for a minute. What would hinder us from a physical race? I'm not talking spiritual race yet. I'm talking a physical race. Um, Being out of shape, that would hinder you, wouldn't it? Um, Not having enough fuel. I mean, I think they, they eat a certain way to try to keep their body, you know, going. Um, not knowing the track. Let's say you're on a race and you don't even know the track or which direction to go. You'd have to have some knowledge of, of what the race is about. Um, you would have to look for anything like a hole in the track. You know, somebody throws something out on the track. I mean, you're going to have to pay attention to what's going on around you so that it doesn't hinder your race. And the spiritual race is a lot like that. We can't let anything hinder our spiritual race. So what would hinder our spiritual race? Not reading your Bible, not praying, getting your eyes off of the Lord and the things of the Lord and looking different ways. Um, you know what? Sickness could hinder your race because you're sick and all you, when you're sick, you're sick. When you're sick, you just don't feel good. And it's hard to think about anything else at that point. So we've got to be careful that we don't let any of these things hinder our race. Lack of preparation for a race. I mean, athletes prepare for a race. They are prepared. They've done everything that they need to do. Brian and I uh, went to Fredericksburg, and we everybody said, oh, if you go to Fredericksburg, you have got to go to Enchanted Rock. You've got to climb Enchanted Rock. So we thought, okay, well, Brian and I are not good hiking preparation people. Like we took a hike in Alaska, and it was seven miles up a mountain to a glacier. And we really weren't prepared for seven miles up a mountain to a glacier, you know. We weren't really prepared for that. And we didn't take probably what we should have, but luckily our guide had a lot of stuff. She had snacks, and she had gloves for people who didn't have gloves and stuff like that for people who weren't totally prepared. So we thought, you know, we really didn't think about preparation for Enchanted Rock, except when we were in Missouri. I was trying to think, where were we? We are in Missouri, and we went on this little hike that was just supposed to be maybe a mile Well, we got off of that track by accident, we don't know how, and we got on the bigger track, and we got lost. And we didn't have water, because we weren't planning on being out there very long. We didn't have snacks. We didn't have anything. 
So this time we thought, okay, because of our last experience, we're going to do a little bit better with Enchanted Rock. So we wanted to be victorious in our climb. So we had snacks, and we had water, and we had everything we thought we would need for this experience, I will say. We even had our cell phones, because I guess we thought Siri could help us, but Siri doesn't help you at Enchanted Rock, because we did try that, <laughs> and that didn't work. But um, you've got to get rid of anything that will hinder your race. And then point two, you've got to keep moving forward and don't give up. No matter what, no matter what you see, you've got to continue forward. Acts 20:24 20, says, However, I consider my faith worth nothing to me. My only aim is to finish the race and complete the task the Lord Jesus has given me, the task of testifying to the good news of God's grace. We've got to finish the race. We've got to fix our thoughts on Jesus. So many times our thoughts are on whatever's happening around us that we don't necessarily have our thoughts fixed on Jesus, and we need to do that. Hebrews 3.1 says, fix your thoughts on Jesus. This scripture. <laughs> so fix your thoughts on Jesus. Don't get distracted. Don't let anything going on around you distract you. Finances, work, all kinds of things can distract you, but don't let that distract you. Yesterday I was in a line at Taco Casa, because Brian was working, and everybody knows I don't cook for myself or even him when he's home. So <laughs> so I was in line at Taco Casa, and a lady that worked there was coming out, and her little boy, or actually her two kids were with her. I guess they had been there with her during part of her shift or anything. I don't know, but they came out with little backpacks. And so the little girl runs through the drive through lane, which her car, they had to go that way. She gets to the car. The mom's right behind her and gets to the car. And the mom turns around, and the little boy is close to the car, but he's got a little airplane. He's flying his airplane all around, and he is just in his own little world. And really, I was laughing because, I mean, he's holding up the whole line. But he was just so innocent and just, just loving life, you know. And his focus was on the airplane, not on getting to the car where his mama was. So his mom runs back, and she's embarrassed, and she's like, I'm sorry. She's telling everybody she's sorry and, you know, telling them they can go ahead and go. And they're like, no, no, that's okay. So she finally gets her little boy and drags him, you know, as he's still playing with his airplane. But his focus got off his goal. The goal was to get to the car, and his focus got on the airplane. So he was totally distracted there. Um, I will tell you that during our hike to Enchanted Rock, you know, Enchanted Rock is a rock. It's not a mountain. It doesn't have trees. It has trees kind of at the bottom of it, but it is a rock. So when after we got done with the hike, actually, after the fact, our son said, did you take the easy way or the hard way? I didn't know there was an easy way. We obviously took the hard way because we went straight up. So it was hard. But, you know, fear can stop you from doing something, too, because I'm afraid of heights. And in Alaska, at least there were trees all around, and it didn't look like you were up so far. Like, if you fell, you wouldn't, like, you know, roll to the bottom of the mountain. But an enchanted rock, I thought, one wrong move, and I start, and I fall, and I roll, I'm going straight to the bottom. There's going to be no stopping me. There's nothing there to stop you except a few cactus at the bottom. That's what I would have rolled into. But 
fear, if I had thought about fear only, that would have stopped me. But we can't let that stop us. We've got to fix our thoughts on Jesus, fix our thoughts on the goal. So you've got to stop thinking about what could go wrong and just remember that Jesus has got you. He's got you. So don't grow weary and lose heart. You know, Jesus put up with humans. Think about this. Jesus came from heaven. He put up with humans. I can almost see him sometimes when people asked him questions, you know, face palming himself like, you know, are they ever going to get it? The disciples who were with him the most, sometimes I think, you know, he, he had to have thought, are they ever going to get this? What is, you know, have I not talked enough? What have I done wrong, God? You know, Father, what have I done wrong? They haven't got it yet. But, um, you know, we get tired, and, and Jesus could have totally given up on them if he wanted to, which he did not. He does not give up on us, which is great. But at, at Enchanted Rock, I grew weary. I grew very weary. And, you know, we were about three-fourths of the way up, and I'm huffing and puffing and like, <gasps> you know, because I can't move anymore without stopping for a little bit. I thought, you know, I don't really need to go to the top. I think if I sit right here and Brian goes to the top, it'll be all good. I don't need to finish this thing. I can just sit here, catch my breath. He can come back down, and then I'll just catch him here, and we'll go down. That, this is a good plan that starts formulating in my head. But that's not what happened. But be determined, point five, be determined to finish the race. Now, I will tell you that when we started out on our hike, I was not determined to get to the top. I was determined to go to Enchanted Rock. I was determined to do a little hike. I wasn't determined to finish it, to go up top. I was just wanting to have some fun. So, you know, that's why during the journey, there was lots of times I thought, no, I don't know. I don't think I need to finish this. We can't get to that place in our spiritual life. When times get hard, the Lord's there. You've got people there to help you. The Lord's there to hear you and to to talk with you and walk with you through it. So don't think about giving up. Be determined to finish the race. And then listen to encouragement and encourage others. I will tell you right now, if Brian had not been there and encouraged me, I would not have finished that hike. But he would say, oh, you can do it. It's just a little bit farther. Let's rest for a minute. We'll rest for just a minute, and then we'll keep going. If you don't finish this, you're going to be sorry. You're going to think, I was so close, and I didn't finish it. You can do it. You can do it. And I thought, even at that time, I thought, I'm thankful that I had somebody in my life who was an encourager and who wanted to help me get to the top. And, you know, God puts people in our lives who are encouragers and who help us. He put, we should be helping each other and encouraging each other. When we get down and think, I don't, I don't know what, why I'm going through this, or I don't know why I'm sick, and I just, you know, I need somebody to, I need to talk to somebody about my fears or, and all of that, we need to be that person that people can come to, and we should be able to say an encouraging word to them. Don't give up. I'm praying for you. We're all praying for you. It's going to be okay. We need encouragers in our lives. So be an encourager. 2 Corinthians 13, 11 says, Finally, brothers and sisters, rejoice. 
Strive for full restoration. Encourage one another. Be of one mind. Live in peace. And the God of love and peace will be with you. Never, ever underestimate the power of encouragement. When you hear Olympians talk about people who are important in their life, it was their parents who took them, who sacrificed for them, who took them to practice time after time, and who continually said, you can do it. You can do it. People who believed in them, believed that they would make it. Don't ever underestimate that power of encouragement. Because when we encourage people to be better than they are and to, to follow the Lord, we are doing, we're doing the work of the Lord in that point. We are helping people. So don't ever underestimate that. Then point seven, follow the course. Stay on the path. Jeremiah 29.11 says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. God has a plan and a course all planned out for you. We have to get in step with the plan. Mainly, our problem is we decide what our own plan should be, and we think it's a wonderful plan, and so we go with that plan, and we get off the course what God has for us. And that course is so much better. You know, when you're on a race, have you ever watched the Olympics and seen a, a somebody racing, and they get tired, and they think, I'm going to take a shortcut, and they just cut straight across? No, you don't see that because you get disqualified. The Olympics don't have a do-over. You know, sorry, I was just tired. Let me try it one more time. No. Thankfully, God has do-overs. God gives you a chance to get back on course. He helps you get back on course. So that, that is what is great about our God and his plan for us, is even if we get off course, he will get us back on. When we were hiking, inevitably, we got lost. We came down, I think, the wrong side of the mountain. I don't know if there's a right side, but we came down anyway, the wrong way. We're in a place we don't know where we are. We're just trying to look for any kind of path we can get on. We finally, after walking and walk, we ended up walking five miles for that whole thing. And we uh, finally came to this sign that said, you are here. I love signs that say, you are here. So I said, Brian, oh, good, look. Our car's just right here. We just have to go left, and we'll, we'll be there. It's just so close. And he said, mm, no, we have to go right, and we'll be there. I said, honey, my brain is telling me we have to go left because, look, we're here, and the car's here, and we have to go left. He went, no, the car's right. So I know two things. I know that I have a horrible sense of direction, and I know that Brian does not have a horrible sense of direction. So even though everything within me was telling me to go the other way, and even when I said, okay, we'll go your way, there was this little part of me that said, I can't wait till I can say I told you so. But that did not happen because he was right. <laughs> he was right. So we finally, finally got to our car. But my point is that sometimes 
when you come to a crossroads in life, everything within you may tell you you're going the, wrong, the right way. Everything within you may say, this is the path I'm supposed to take. Your feelings, your emotions, everything. You just are at peace with this. You know this is the right way to go. Everything within you is telling you it's right. But the Bible says it's wrong. I like what Francis Chan said. He said, when all of my feelings tell me that something is right, but the Bible tells me something is wrong, I have to assume that I'm the one that's wrong. If it's in the Bible and you want to go against it because everything within you is wanting to, you have to assume you were wrong. Just like on that hike, the assumption was pretty much I was wrong. And in life, if you go against the word of God, you are wrong. So we've got to stay on track and not get off. So in conclusion, get rid of obstacles. Get rid of obstacles. Get them out of your way. Keep your head in the game. Keep your focus where it needs to be. And look for any obstacles that you may need to get out of your way. Keep moving forward. Don't give up. Don't stop going. Don't sit down and say, I quit. Keep moving forward. Keep your thoughts on Jesus. What's your goal? Where are you headed? Keep your thoughts on Jesus. And then don't give up. When things get hard, and they're going to get hard from time to time, don't give up. Just keep going. Be determined from the outset to finish. Be determined to finish. And then listen to encouragement and give it. Give encouragement. Listen to encouragement. And then follow the course, because if you get off, you're lost. Siri could not even help us when we were lost. I said, Siri, find my car. Siri could not find my car. (laughs) So we have the Holy Spirit to help us stay on course, which is much better than Siri. Much better. So stay on course. I want Brian and Gina to come up and finish with another song. And while they are... Finishing with the song, I want you to think about, is there any obstacles in your way? Is there anything that is keeping you from moving forward in the Lord and in your walk with him? And while they're singing, and I want you to just worship, ask the Holy Spirit to speak to you, and um, just, you know, get rid of those things. Just, if it's a confession and you need to confess something to the Lord, do that. If it's just another way, maybe he's showing you you need to go around that thing. Whatever it is, just pray about that while they are leading us in another song. The prize is heaven. The end of the journey is heaven with the lamb who was slain for us, the holy lamb of God. We don't want to pause in our journey. We don't want to stop. We don't want to turn away. We've got to keep moving forward to the prize of heaven and being with our Savior. So I'm just praying over you guys this week uh, for your healing, that this will go away from our church. I love the prayer that Steve said over all of us, so appreciate that. One more thing that we did not mention, and that is if, if you're ready to give your tithes and you haven't been able to because you weren't here, you can go to Easy Tithe and give your tithes that way through online. So bless each and every one of you. 
Have a good week, and we are praying, continually praying, and stay tuned for what's coming next. God bless you.